Welcome to the podcast. It is Friday. Happy Friday, January 26th. I am trying again here to uh, do a live stream. Made a couple adjustments to see if I have enough RAM here to make this work. Welcome to the podcast. Another experiment. Uh, I might have to go back to the way I was doing it before, but I wanted to see if I could get a live cast going here. Let's get into the news of the day, obviously, which is Donald Trump announces that all Republican governors should come to the aid of Texas in their battle against the federal government in this battle with the administration. And this is this lining up to be civil war. 24 states are now joining Texas in their battle over the border with the Biden administration. It also appears that any deal for a bill dealing with the illegal immigration, the invasion at the southern border is dead. Um, according to people like Mitch McConnell and also uh, Scalise in the House, what is it going to become of it? You see a lot of people in MAGA don't want to tie any of these bills together, which makes a lot of sense because we don't want to spend money in Ukraine. And we just don't want to spend money in the border. We want to stop the flow of illegal immigrants if we can. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the issue here. Uh, as far with the establishment, the establishment wants to appropriate more money for Ukraine or for Israel or for the border uh, just to facilitate the illegal immigration and facilitate a war, possibly World War III, we don't know. All right, uh, let's see if we can get this going today. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, share the podcast if you dare. And uh, let's see if I can't get this out without a hitch. All right, let's get into the headlines today. All right, the first headline up today is from The Hill. Trump calls for states to deploy National Guard to Texas amid border feud. Former President Trump encouraged all willing states to deploy National Guard members to Texas amid the feud between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government over the removal of razor wire across the U.S.-Mexico border. In the face of this national security, public safety, and public health catastrophe, Texas has rightly invoked the invasion clause of the Constitution and must be given full support to repel the invasion Well, uh, we all know where that is going. Um, it is an invasion. People don't want to call it an invasion. Um, it's not a military invasion, but you have to understand that there are different things that are other than a military invasion. An invasion of illegal immigrants is exactly what it is because there's millions and millions of people streaming across the border. 
over 1500 a day. And what was recently announced also is that there are about 800 gotaways daily uh, that are not even uh, processed through the border patrol. So, <laughs> see if I can do this correctly here. So we're going to go on to the next headline here from Politico. GOP governors show support for Texas in border standoff. Coalition of 24 Republican governors released a joint statement Thursday in support of Abbott's efforts to exercise what he claims in Texas constitutional right to defense, to self-defense. Also from Newsweek, map shows states joining forces with Greg Abbott in border standoff. Here's the map here. Uh, If you're listening in, uh, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Idaho, Nevada, Utah, Missouri, Indiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Alaska, Louisiana, Mississippi, which was the newest addition, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Indiana. Oh, Iowa also, excuse me. And um, in the Northeast, an outlier, New Hampshire has joined to support what... um, what is seen as a growing division in uh, the United States and possibly leading, it won't really be an all-out civil war now, there's not gonna be an armed conflict, but there is uh, beginning a bifurcation of states, Republican states versus Democratic states, and this is where the division lies, is sensible, sensible people, I would say Republicans are sensible people looking at what's happening uh, through clear eyes and saying this is untenable, this situation at the border. And the reasoning being also is that um, the, the Democrats don't really have an argument. And most of the liberals I've spoken to were against what's happening at the U.S. border, and they make it sound like Democrats want 2 million illegal immigrants crossing every year, and that's really uh, that's really not the case. Um, what we're having now is, uh, this is also from Newsweek, from uh, the article here, Abbott's declaration prompted the Republican governors of Florida, Georgia, Montana, Oklahoma, South Dakota, and Virginia to take social media and express their support for Texas on X, formerly Twitter, the conservative right-angle news network, shared a map of the U.S. highlighting the states that have been publicly backed by Abbott, which which I just showed you. So, um, I hope that's not coming through that little bleep. So, I'm trying to figure it out here. In any case... Um, what's happening here is, is really uh, the forming of a new uh, battle between the states. Now, is there going to be secession? There's talk in, in Texas of a Texit or a secession, but this is becoming a divisive border issue. A lot of people on the left are claiming that the Republicans want to keep this issue going, 
for political gain. And the reality behind it is, is that it's not, this has been an ongoing problem for over a decade. Trump uh, seemed to stem the flow to some degree. And then when Biden uh, took office, the Biden administration basically flew open the doors and, and exacerbated a problem that already existed. Now, the Democrats can't, uh, can't articulate. They just want to throw open the borders and give amnesty whoever crosses. Uh, most liberals that I talk to aren't for that because it, it's going to have a, a terrible impact on the United States economy. All right, sorry. <laughs> Got to go on here. Um, so moving on here into the headlines, uh, FBI luminaries starkly warn Congress that U.S. being invaded at the border, alarming and perilous. Just the news reports, uh, in its modern history, the U.S. has never suffered an invasion of the homeland, and yet one is unfolding now. The FBI executives wrote in a letter to congressional leadership. So what we're seeing here now is also what what is happening uh, with people discussing whether or not this is indeed an invasion or, or whether or not this is something sustainable. Most reasonable people, people on the left, um, are saying that it isn't even reasonable and that um, it can't it can't continue. Um, there, you know, you want to draft a law about immigration, that's something that could certainly be done, but it doesn't seem to be happening. The New York, <laughs> the New York uh, Times is reporting McConnell cast doubt on border deals saying Trump opposition may sink it. The minority leader privately told Republicans that the former president has put his party in a quandary, casting further doubt on the deal's chances and the fate of Ukraine aid, the GOP is tied to it. <laughs> Thank God. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Who cares what Turtlehead has to say? Um, he is part of the old establishment GOP that just wants funding for military conflict abroad. You see, the problem is with neoconservatives, they're not really conservatives at all. They want to keep spending money. That's why they're neoconservatives. They're actually liberal, but they just want to spend money on uh, on foreign diplomacy, mostly military industrial spending on other uh, countries trying to, you know, wage war in, in a foreign, a former diplomacy, uh, foreign diplomacy. So we're going to move on to the next headlines here. Uh, the Hill, Scalise aide to Senate GOP border deal is dead on arrival. Uh, in the house and Scalise is just echoing. I don't know why that's happening. We'll, we'll try, we'll try to get rid of that one, that uh, alert noise. Um, and the reason, uh, people don't really understand. They're not putting the big picture together with what's going on with Carrie Lake. You see, MAGA does not have a foothold in the Senate at all. You have to understand that 
Carrie Lake, that's the reason they were trying to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for Senate because it was likely she was going to win her seat. She's very popular in Arizona. There are no MAGA in the Senate, much to speak of. I guess you could say maybe Josh Hawley uh, and maybe Tom Cotton. So those are only two senators. Maybe, I I guess you could say um, uh, Louisiana... Um, what is the guy? Uh, John. Oh, what is the Southern guy? It's not Johnson. Now I'm thinking of Mike Johnson. Um, Kennedy. Excuse me. Maybe those three, and so they're trying to prevent any other, particularly, uh, particularly open MAGA supporters. We have some, um. But getting more, and particularly in a state that is considered purple now, Arizona is considered purple, blue perhaps, um, in that race. So going back to the hill, yeah, that doesn't, I don't know why it's giving me that alarm. I'll try to figure that out. In any case, um, the Hill reports uh, Chiefs, uh, Scalise Chief of Staff, Brett Horton, emphasized that if the Senate bill includes some of the details that have leaked to the public, such as expedited work permits or enhanced expulsion authority, that would only kick in after migrant border crossings exceed 5,000 people per day, which that that hasn't even happened, it won't have any chance of passing the House. Indeed. Because the House is continually, the House Republicans are continually um, growing uh, as a MAGA force. So in the House, most of uh, the Republicans that caucus together are MAGA. Moving on to some other news. AFP, U.S. regulator probes AI investment by tech giants. A top U.S. antitrust regulator on Thursday said it was probing investments made by Microsoft, Google, Amazon into generative AI startups, OpenAI, and Anthropic. The move is part of efforts by authorities to make sure regulator oversight can keep up with the developments in artificial intelligence and stop major players from shutting out competitors in a field promising upheaval in multiple sectors indeed. I don't know what's happening there. Why that alarm is kicking off. Um, this, isn't, this isn't surprising. Uh, the thing with AI is the government and a big tech industry, actually the elite were planning on building AI, releasing AI, um, particularly for the upheaval in multiple sectors. Uh, in the upheaval, it's going to be disruptive in the job market. And so what we have going on now is um, a disruption in the job market. They want to further that and want it to continue. However, they don't want it to up uh, have upheaval in uh, what is, they don't want the upheaval going on uh, to disrupt the economy. So they want to keep the economy going uh, without disrupting the economy, but change these things over 
uh, disrupting the job markets, put everything into technology and robots to displace humans. <laughs> Let's see. I have to I have to figure out why that that shortcut is giving me alert. Um, Los Angeles Times uh, is reporting. Sorry, speeders. New bill would require speed limiting devices in California cars. So that's a regulator um, in the car to keep you from speeding. And who the hell wants that? Everybody knows that you have to speed when you're passing cars. <sighs> See, I can't. I don't know if I want that alert coming through. I have to figure out why that's giving me alert. Every time I, I switch a, a scene. There's an automatic uh, scene switcher in OBS that I want to try to figure out. Well, I have figured out. I just didn't employ it this time around, which would make it a bit easier and certainly wouldn't give me the, that alert. Um, the reason they're doing this is obviously to... It, it, it's to frustrate people generally. They're going to use technology to frustrate people generally to try to um, get them out of the technology, whether the technology is automobiles or working on your computer or whatever. See, so they're trying to frustrate people and disrupt their working so the AI and automated systems can catch up. Because if they make you bad at something, they can easily replace you. Just like in any workplace environment where you can't fulfill the task faster or better than somebody else, they'll bring in that somebody else, even if it's a work, you know, a robot. It's the same thing when you're at home and your wife asks you to do the dishes and you do it crappily. You know, she goes, well, I can do it better, so I'm going to do it. And that's exactly what happens because that's what that's the end result you want to happen. Yeah, I'm going to employ that. Um, if I can't get rid of the alert, uh, the automatic uh, scene switcher. Uh, the Hill is reporting Democratic concerns grow amid JFK ballot pushing battleground states. Um, <laughs> I didn't get the alert that time. That's strange. So, uh, this isn't surprising. Uh, JFK, uh, the Democrats are worried about RFK Jr. I said JFK Jr. on the ballot because he's most likely going to siphon from Biden, which is Biden's having enough trouble as it is. Not to mention you have other people in the race, including um, Marianne Williamson and that other congressman who nobody even knows who he is, Dean Phillips. He was on Sean Hannity last night. Um, I don't know what happened to Cornell West, if he's still even in the race, or maybe he didn't uh, have enough votes to get on the primary ballot in New Hampshire. But everybody's concerned about what's happening in the Democratic primary. Um, RFK Jr. is getting on the ba uh, ballot in battleground states. That's, I'm sure enough, going to disrupt um, the Biden push. We don't know what's going to happen, whether they're going to have a brokered convention. People are saying he's going to be assassinated, um, not RFK, but Biden might be assassinated or die or fall ill right before the convention. And then they'll bring in Gavin Newsom with his own ticket 
because if he gets, if Biden gets replaced, they're going to pass over Kamala Harris, obviously. Uh, she's completely incompetent. But they'll bring in, everybody's talking Michelle Obama. I'd say it's a Gavin Newsom-Michelle Obama ticket, which is which is more likely going to be the case. See there, I get the friggin' alert again. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Washington Post is also reporting Florida lawmakers move to bar kids from social media in the latest statehouse push. I don't know how this is going to work, uh, how this is going to even be enforceable. Um, it's it's hard to say. Um, how are you going to enforce barring kids from social media, kids that are under 16, I believe it is. How are you going to do that? It's not really clear how you might, how we might do that, but having a law, I don't know. Some people are going to follow the law. You're going to try to keep your kids off social media. Kids are going to do what they want to do, and they're going to sneak around the law. And what are you going? To, how are you going to penalize kids that don't pay attention to the law? It's you know I don't know what they're doing in Florida. Maybe hold the parents responsible. It's really hard to say. Um, it's really hard to say what's going on with that. And, and, and nobody, that, that, it's the same thing with TikTok, how that is really enforceable. Um, I would, I would fund something like a PSA push, a public service announcement, uh, you know, through the Ad Council, which is a domestic propaganda outfit, to try to convince people that it's, you're wiser to keep your kids Limit their screen time for one, but keep your kids off social media. How you can do this completely is is really beyond me. I don't I don't know how that's going even going to be possible. The Washington Times reports uh, NSA secretly buying Americans' data without a warrant. This is uh, from the Washington Times. Senator Ron Wyden, Oregon Democrat, said the practice has been a legal gray area with data brokers quietly obtaining and reselling internet metadata without the user's consent. He said the NSA has been trying to keep the whole thing under wraps. Uh, this uh, This is an issue, obviously. Uh, the, the federal government et al. So it's not just the federal government. There are, first of all, everything you do online is pretty much public knowledge. So there are people mining, private companies that mine your data all the time. Like my wife has gotten into this recent thing trying to, she wants to take pictures of all my receipts. So not just now, not just, you know, she gets points and for free stuff, whatever. And so not just the credit card companies have a record record of my buying habits, but now she's sending off this information to somebody else. So I got to put a stop to that. But it's very similar. Uh, there are private companies all over mining your data for specific uses, mostly dealing with advertising, but some others. And so it's not illegal. And the fact is, is so it's not illegal for a government uh, to spy on you by buying up this data because it's not, if it's legal, it's not spying. Basically, what is what the um, 
is how it works. And the problem is, and they try to do this with these private entities, even in social media, trying to say, oh, they're not spying on you. It's, it's, the, it's not the government, even though the government has close ties with these private entities, it's not the government spying on, you know, doing domestic spying with on a warrant. They are doing it. That uh, the Fourth Amendment is constantly being violated uh, over and over again. In conjunction, it's corporate fascism. Don't forget, the government is owned by corporations for the most part. It's corporate fascism, corporatism, if you will. And so they, they in tandem with corporations, with private entities, public-private partnership, um, what they do is they mine your data and what there's no one like physically spying on you, but they create a record and then they scan that record with algorithms and AI to look for red flags and then any alerts they could act upon perhaps or dig further into your dossier, which is your online, everything that you do online is or is for public knowledge. Stuff you post to the cloud and whatever, all those pictures that you post to the cloud. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to call in, they can call in. Just not right now. No, I'm just kidding. I will, in the future, there will be a, a call-in aspect uh, to the live stream. So we're going to see how this goes. This is this whole week has been a week of experiments. I have to iron out some bugs. Next week, over the weekend, I'm going to try to play around a little bit more with the live stream and see how it goes. Um, but next week, I might be going back to recording. The problem is with the live stream, there's more front-end prep and then with uh, with the recorded version, there's most more post production stuff. So we'll we'll see how it all shakes out. In any case, um, going back to the news, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I have to figure out why I'm getting that alert. Uh, this, the New York Sun is reporting RNC looks to declare primary over named Trump winner before any more votes. Who cares what the RNC says Nikki Haley's campaign counters? What I'm trying to say, um, I think it's when I'm on another app and, and I try to do the shortcut, I get an alert. So that's kind of weird. Uh, what they're trying to do, if you didn't know, they did this, I think in 2022, the RNC declares the primary over. You have to be careful about this. I think it's better the longer the primary goes, the better. It shows more Trump support. And if you declare the primary over too soon, you're gonna Trump is gonna lose momentum. So I think the effort for the RNC to declare the primary over is actually undermining Trump, not bolstering Trump. I don't care about Nikki Haley. She's not gonna win, but she's the person that's put in there by the establishment. To, uh, to wedge her way in there if Trump falls or gets convicted. or I don't think that's going to do anything to his support, but Nikki Haley is, is the big bet. I should say is the contingency to Biden by the establishment. I think the establishment are lining up behind Biden. He still has a lot of Democrat support. I don't know why. If you saw some of the polling in New Hampshire, the Democrats, 80% of Democrats said they love what Biden is doing with the economy. 
So who really knows what the hell these people are thinking? Like I said, they're Kool-Aid drinkers. They don't really, they don't know what's going on. Now, we had, we've now had three consecutive quarters of growth, tepid growth before, but the most recent quarter was, um, was good. And so it puts the year in, I believe, 2023 in at a three, uh, three percentage points of GDP growth, which is good. If you fall below that, you're gonna have problems with your debt service. Obviously, people don't, people don't seem to realize what, how that is, is, is in conjunction with, with one another, whether um, you know, your GDP growth is higher enough. But will this, this will probably bolster Biden, but his economics, the inflation, People don't really understand it. Inflation goes down, GDP goes up, but your grocery prices aren't coming down. They're gonna stay the same. It doesn't work that way. And inflation goes down, uh, the prices don't come down. The price is gonna stay elevated unless it's a commodity where you could flood the market with more of the commodity that could bring down the prices that can affect pricing, like with oil, but it's not gonna affect eggs, it's not gonna affect milk. You ever see, you ever wonder why sometimes you see footage of people dumping milk? Um, that's to limit the amount of milk in the market so the, uh, so the price of milk doesn't crash. So it's supply and demand. It's, you know, it's, it's basic economics. And so the problem is they're still at max capacity uh, for eggs and milk and, and other uh, items. It's not what you heard from the left is that corporations are limiting the amount of, they're not because people buy less of something as if it's more expensive, especially people on a budget. That's, you know, that's not the case. All right, I think that's it for me today. Uh, I hope you were able to sit through this test. I, I think, I think it went out live, okay. I seem to be getting decent video feed. I got some problems with OBS and my computer is still having a lot of issue with the RAM. Uh, and that's not, I'm not using browser tabs because I'm just using uh, screenshots to see if I can't get, uh, it seems I seem to be able to get out. I'm at a low bit rate, I'm only at like 1100. So hopefully that works out. Um, at least try it in the future. You know, I had to be very careful with the browser, like if I have any extensions open or anything, it's really, really running at a very slim margin here uh, with the RAM. That's a bunch of issues with my computer. I might be upgrading soon, so not daily listening is caring. But just to keep you guys in the loop, uh, I hope you join me tomorrow. Thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, Share the podcast, leave a comment, and I'll see you tomorrow.